Welcome to Weaning 15, my new podcast series all about weaning. In each episode, I'm going to be talking with Charlotte Sterling Reed, a registered nutritionist specialising in maternal and infant nutrition. Charlotte is the expert in this field who has helped me with my new book, Weaning 15. Each episode will cover a different topic with the aim of giving you all the knowledge and confidence you need to start weaning your baby. Thanks for listening. Let's get weaning. Welcome to episode number two of the Weaning 15 podcast. Today's episode is an important one because we're going to be answering the important question that a lot of people ask, when to start weaning and what to start with. Now, Charlotte, yeah. I'm going to start the timer just so you know that I'm setting a 15 minute timer <laughs> on my phone as we speak so that we stay within the limit because otherwise, you know, we we're will. like, we yeah. rant on for we England. We will talk forever. And I thought, yeah. but bite-sized chunks, 15 minutes. Definitely. Because you know what? 15 minutes to a busy mum and dad is like mm. gold dust. Mm. So I thought, let's keep them short. Now, Absolutely. listen, Charlotte, why is it so important to understand when to start weaning? Because i tell you what my mum said to me. I said, Mum, when did you start weaning me? I was born in 1985. Mm. She said, in 1985, people started weaning their babies at four months because mm. they believed you didn't get enough nutrition from the milk. Mm-hmm. Now, where are we today, 2020, 2020. With the situation on when to start weaning? Good question. So in the UK, we recommend that baby starts weaning at around six months of age. Before then, it's thought that milk is all that... So breast milk or formula milk is all that a baby needs up until around six months of age when we need to start introducing food um, for lots of reasons like iron and to get them used to eating and the development of feeding skills. Um, but around six months is what we tend to say. Obviously, all children are different and I think it's so important to get that out. That's why the NHS say around six months to allow flexibility because, you know, milestones aren't met every time. That's the key word, isn't it? Guidelines. I think yeah. when you have guidelines, it's like, oh, you can't cross the line and there's this strict structure you've got to follow. But you have to be flexible. If your baby is five and a half months old mm-hmm. and they start gnawing their hand off and trying to grab your burrito every time you're eating it in front of them, <laughs> like, you might be like, do you know what? He wants to have a little go. I'm going to give him something. So it is a, it's a guideline. And, and obviously, yeah, from around six months is, is what we recommend now. Yeah. And I personally did wait for that moment. So yeah. it's just, just, just around six months I started offering Indy some... Um, you know, some kind of pureed and stuff. But what are the signs of readiness? If you're a mum or a dad, you've got your little baby and they're starting to look really keen, like they really want some food. How do you know when a baby is ready to wean? Yeah, really good question. And there's three main signs. So you've mentioned a sign, you know, interest in food, gnawing gnawing fists. Those aren't necessarily signs because, you know, children are interested in what you're doing all the time. And also gnawing fists might be teething. But there are three very key signs. So that is that a child can sit up, hold their head and neck steady, that they can see food, pick it up and put it in their mouths all by themselves and also that they have less of a tongue thrust so they are able to swallow more food than they spit out when you do start giving them so those are three signs you might want to look out for other ones like you say a real interest in food baby may be seeming a bit more hungry but just remember that those are the three key signs we want to look for those on multiple occasions so that you know around six months hopefully baby will start seeing all those signs come in so it's those physical strengths as well it's not just you know can you put a spoon in their mouth it's that can they hold themselves up Exactly. Can they maintain that kind of posture within a, within a higher chair, obviously? Yeah. And that's with. important for swallowing, you know. Like, I, I always think it's really important. If you if you lie down and try and eat, it is a lot harder. And for a baby who doesn't have that muscle development, they really are going to struggle if they're lying down or if they're not in the ideal position. They want to be able to focus on their hands and um, their arms rather than, f- like, holding their trunk up. So they really need to have quite a sturdy trunk when you start to feed them. It's funny you say because I don't seem to struggle eating a tub of Ben & Jerry's when it's on my belly. <laughs> When I'm, on, when I'm laying up feet on the sofa, but no, I do, I do see what you mean. And I, I was so excited <laughs> to like get going because 
you know, I wanted to just, you know, document the journey and I was yeah. starting the Wing and 15 account, but I was still quite nervous and unconfident about what to do. And I'm, yeah. I'm so glad I had you there because your your knowledge and your expertise and your your guidance and you were so kind you're always there you know at the end of a phone or a whatsapp message and i think it's so important that we share within this podcast you know we know now when to start weaning yeah but what do you actually start with because you're going yeah. from either Completely. breast milk or formula and it's like perfect everything's nutritional and then you've got to start giving them real food that you've got to cook yeah. and you've got to prepare what do you even start with that's it isn't so what it? is your advice what is your advice on what to start with? and obviously let's talk a little bit about the two-week veg-led yeah. approach that we started with Rafi and Indy. For sure. So traditionally, I would say, you know, babies tended to be given things like apple purees and baby rice and pear puree as the first foods. And, you know, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that, but there's a huge amount of research now that suggests that because babies are already born liking sweeter tastes, it's a good idea to try and introduce them and get them used to tastes that they've never had before. So think about more savoury or bitter flavours that they're not used to because breast milk, formula milk, it's all quite sweet. Whereas, I can, I can uh, confirm that I had a little yeah. sip on it and it's really sweet. It's so sweet. Like when I, I tasted some breast milk as Rosie Express and then I tasted the formula and they're both equally mm. as sweet in my, in my, yeah, in my opinion. And I think that's the thing. So babies, um, it makes sense for them to, to be born with a preference for sweeter foods because if they're born with a preference for sweet foods, they're going to enjoy that milk. But we want, weaning is about exploring the new and I think that's what a lot of people don't really get on board with and you know, I think that that's why I'm a big, big fan of the veg-led approach, starting with more savoury and bitter taste which is what you did with Indy I think didn't you yeah well based on your advice really because like you said I would have probably gone for the jars and your purees and your sachets and your little pouches and been like this is what you feed a baby this mm -hmm. is baby food you give them to them you give it to them on a spoon and that's it but when it's, it's worrying when you look at the back of those packets and you see the sugar content mm. and I know it's fruit and stuff but it's pureed it's concentrated it's and it's very and it's also very readily available that way so babies will absorb it very very quickly and it's very very sweet on the palate so have you tried some of those I tasted one yeah um and I was just blown away by how sweet it was it, mm. it's one of those things you know it'll say like Broccoli, peas, and apple, yeah. but really it's like 99% apple. apple. <laughs> because because ultimately parents know, or these companies know, that if you give that baby that sweet food, they're going to love it, they're going to mm. consume more and more and more. Whereas if you give your baby like, you know, a kind of savoury, I don't know, um, Carolyn curry or, or chicken, chicken tiger in curry, you're going to be like, well, hang on a minute, I don't know if they're going to like that. But we started those mm. first two weeks with nothing but bitter green veg. Because you said to my movie saying, Joe, even the amniotic fluid in the baby, mm. in, a, in, a, in the... In the womb, yeah. Is, yeah. is, is even when, when a mum consumes sweet foods, yeah. that baby's tasting that. So they're developing that completely. Pre, um, what's, the, what's the one? Pre, but absolutely. So, you know, before baby's even born, they are tasting flavours from their mother's diet. It's fascinating research. It really, really is. So, yeah, and we know that they prefer sweeter foods, even when they are in mum's tummy as well, which is fascinating. Um, but, yeah, so you, we know from research that you can actually um, help babies to prefer certain flavours you know, during gestation, but also afterwards when we're weaning. And one thing I was, I really get, a lot of people say to me, oh, Indy's really great, she eats vegetables now, but you wait until she turns one, you wait yeah. until she turns yeah. two. So there's almost this like, it's like an expectant thing that they're going to suddenly stop eating veg. But mm. I've heard that some parents say their babies, they love veg and fruit from the start and they eat it all the way through. Other parents say they started loving it and then they just went off it. So mm. there's that thing, it's like navigating through that. Is that really going to happen? I, I don't quite know because Indy, Indy won't sit and eat uh, you know, a bowl of steamed broccoli mm. or boiled veg. And I say, I say in the book, like, I'm not being funny, but steamed broccoli smells like fart. I don't blame her. But when I chop it up... Rasta and, loves broccoli. <laughs> well, Indy will eat it in an omelette or yeah, if I put it in a curry. Yeah. And she'll eat... I mean, she eats more veg than me. But 
I don't think, yeah, I don't think you need to be thinking they've got to be eating like loads of finger foods and loads of, you know, steamed veg on its own. You can add butter and spices and make it taste yeah, good. Um, but what we did in the first two weeks, obviously from six months on, was um, a new veg every day for two weeks. So we'd yeah. do like, you know, pureed spinach, pureed broccoli, mm-hmm. pureed um, peas and the, I'm the, trying the, to think what else yeah, well. I've run out of ideas. Even like potatoes and avocados, I think you added in there and just varied what we were offering each day. Um, just a taste, just yeah. a little taste. And it was always, you know, pulling a really funny face, like not eating <laughs> a lot of it. And, but it's just giving um, her yeah. mouth and her palate that first Absolutely. bitter, green, earthy taste. And who knows? Who I may, You know, maybe it's gonna it means that when she's a teenager and an adult she will love green veg but all we know is that you're giving them a head start you're yeah. giving them a chance completely, to develop that completely. rather than go right mashed banana mashed pear yeah. mashed apple mm. sweet stuff because you know the baby's going to take that yeah so that's and there's your nothing theory. wrong with fruit i think it's really important to get get in there that there's nothing wrong with giving baby fruit but for this it's about like i say exploring the new so giving babies something that they've never tasted before at the start of weaning to help to expand their palate a little bit so that they aren't just accepting sweet tastes we want them to start accepting new tastes and flavors and that is what this veg led pr- approach is all about so in the Wiener 15 book, there's an actual, there's a little table in a grid where it shows yes. you like what to do for the first two weeks. So you, you know, yeah. you pick your day, pick your veg. Um, it's really simple, you know, just boil it, soft, soft boil it in a, in a, in a you know, you can steam it or boil yeah, it in some water completely. and then just put it through a little processor or a puree or a blender and, you know, make little pouches. You can mm-hmm. get those little ice cube trays just so that when you come home, you've got one ready and it's, it's more like a game. It's just a bit of fun. It's like, yeah, how completely. is she going to react to the, the, um, the cucumber today? How is she going to react to the, the past, sorry, the broccoli or the, um, asparagus it's it's all yeah. about fun green it's beans flavors yeah. for fun yeah green beans she loved and she, she really loved getting into kind of more mashed texture stuff like butter beans yeah. kidney beans lentils um chickpeas you know there's, there's lots of things you can do and so yeah maybe give that a go maybe try you know for the first two weeks try a new veg a day and then you can start yeah. with sweet potato and start combining oh so when when's a good time to start combining we obviously did the single flavors every day for two yeah. weeks then afterwards we'd do like carrot, pea and parsnip. Yeah, so then you start combining and then it's really about starting to gradually build in mini meals. So you might, yeah, combine it with a sweeter veg but also trying to get in iron-rich foods. So things like fish and and actually you introduced the allergens quite early as well. So things like fish and nut butters, beans, lentils, pulses, all of those are really great to start getting in once you've done that first couple of weeks of single veggie. So you're starting to build on mini meals, get them involved in the kind of foods that you have as a family too yeah because there's that thing of when do i start with the peanut butter when can i offer them yogurt Mm. when there's a lot of confusion about when and and what's the right time to introduce spices i mean i was banging in like smoked paprika Mm. and you know cajun and cayenne pepper and all kinds of things in curries and stews because indy loves those flavors mm. and i think it's nice to give your baby flavors and don't be put off by that i obviously wouldn't use like jalapenos and, habanero and start chilies. gradually with it so tiny little bit you know especially if you're using those flavors in your own family cooking just start with tiny small amounts and gradually build them up because yeah indy loves her spices and her flavors in her food doesn't she yeah we start with things like cumin and cinnamon just yeah. a little sprinkle in you know in a in a butter beans or mashed in with some porridge and it just brings that it makes food taste good doesn't yeah. it you've got to think what tastes good what makes food come to life and spices and herbs are an amazing way yeah. of doing that squeeze a lemon here as well that's a really good option and we're going to be really talking about you know a lot more about kind of how to transition um you know through, through the kind of months as well yeah so we're going to talk about that a little bit now um firstly another big question i've been thinking about that is so controversial <laughs> yes ready for it one. ready for it baby led weaning or spoon fed because it's either like 
you're yeah. either in one camp or the other. Yeah. Some people are so adamant, oh, you've got to do baby-led winning, let them decide what they let them mm. self-feed, don't give them a spoon. But I'll be honest with you, I found that quite stressful and a bit confusing and quite judgmental. Yeah, it's really difficult, actually. So with Rosie, sorry, with Indy, we gave her a combination of two. Like, we'd give her, even from the very first day, um, some really, you know, soft pureed broccoli and then a nice soft-boiled piece of broccoli yeah. to hold so she can see, what am I eating? What does it feel Completely. like? What does it smell like? And how can I hold it? And that is just, I think, a really nice way of giving your baby the experience and the taste at the yeah. same time. What's and your opinion? Completely. So I'm, I'm a big. I completely agree with you, Joe. And I think at the start of your journey, you had a lot of people write to you saying, "What are you doing? Why are you offering finger foods alongside purees? You're going to confuse her. She's going to choke." And actually, there's no evidence for that at all. Um, the NHS has always recommended finger foods alongside. From around six months, you can start to introduce baby to finger food. And if you want to go for a gentle kind of spoon-led approach, that's fine too just combining the two gives you so much more opportunity and the ability to be able to give a lot of variety and also it allows baby to learn to self-feed using a spoon and their hands so it's kind of a win-win for everything I never understand this two camp thing um, and if you read lots of things about baby led weaning sometimes parents are very scared of trying spoon feeding but it's absolutely fine to combine the two it's actually a really good way to do it. I think the fear comes from, you know, the fear of choking. And we're going to talk about that in the next episode. But all you need to know, and I really believe in this, is it doesn't matter if your baby is baby-led weaned or spoon-fed or a combination of both. We all end up using a knife and fork yeah. and spoon at some point. Yeah. So, again, no pressure. Don't worry about what I'm doing on Instagram or your next-door neighbour's doing mm -hmm. or your mum saying, you should do this. Because you know how grandparents want to get involved, don't they? Oh, oh grandparents so always want to get involved. Much. It's like, just do what you need to do. And like mm -hmm. I said, if the fear of choking really upsets you and really really you really find it hard to get around you don't have to give your baby finger let you know finger you can give them the spoon for a bit longer mm -hmm. until you're both ready and com it's confidence it's so much about confidence but yeah i would say to that that it is important we, we do want to try and encourage parents to move through textures because it's very very easy to get on a smooth puree and to offer that to people. i've genuinely worked with families who've still been offering that two years later so i think it's really important to move through those textures because baby from six months is starting to learn how to bite how to chew how to swallow but the way that they learn is by being exposed to a real real variety of um different textures so you need to keep experimenting with them um if that's the only thing i would add into that one question i get asked a lot about yeah. um is like my baby doesn't have teeth can I really be giving them finger food because they can't bite? But mm -hmm. have you ever put your finger in the gums of a newborn baby? <laughs> it's like a clamp. So, uh, yeah. so ultimately, they are strong enough, aren't they? They yeah. don't. You don't need to wait until your baby's got a proper row of gnashes to start you know, holding a little bit of Certainly with the soft foods. Yeah, with soft finger foods, that's absolutely fine. But yeah, you know, you're not going to give them raw carrot without teeth because it'd be really, really hard to crush down raw carrot without having some teeth. But yeah, so many parents are unsure whether they can give their baby, um, you know, finger foods when they haven't got teeth, but they can. Exactly as you said, the teeth are right below the gum line. So what? So one la well, last thing, what is your advice on textures and moving on? When should, so let's just say you start on purees from mm -hmm. six months, when should you start introducing, you know, your mashed potato, your mashed butter beans, yeah. your orzos, your little risottos, because Indy loves all that, she loves, yeah. you know, She's and they're always been great it, with texture. porridge, and people say, oh, do you need to do baby rice? I was giving Indy proper porridge, yeah. Cooked really slowly with some, you know, some milk. So it's nice, um, and soft. nice and soft. And orzo, um, risotto, and porridge are so easy to, to eat. And obviously, mashing yeah. up a sweet potato and putting it into a stew with some 
tomatoes and stuff, it, they go down really easy. So yeah. what's the kind of, when would you say they should start trying that stuff? So from six months, you can absolutely go straight to mashed food if you want. If you're starting with very thin purees, just think about over the next couple of weeks, gradually increasing that texture. And definitely by the time your baby gets to nine or 10 months of age, you want them to be on more, on more chopped um, or, or mashed and chopped pieces of food. So as the finger foods can super, super help with it as well. So keep offering finger foods alongside because they'll develop a lot of eating skills from being offered those. But yeah, it's a really gradual process, but just keep moving forward. That's what I always try and say in parents and go at your baby's pace. Some of the great things I noticed about the texture stuff is, um, and things I'd recommend is things like chickpeas, lentils, butter beans, kidney beans, so much nutrition, so yeah. good for your baby. Mash them up, so easy bit, to mash. you know, a bit of coconut milk, um, maybe a little bit of um, like some spices, some herbs that mm. like make a little curry or make a little stew. Um, they really boil down and soften up really nicely. So when you put it in your baby's mouth, they just squish. Yeah, completely. So that's a great way of getting in textures. Um, and look, I think we should end that one there. We've gone over by a minute, which is okay. Um, <laughs> doing well for we're us. Doing well. Yeah, we normally take about an hour, don't we, on each <laughs> question. But this is great, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, and coming up in episode three, we're going to be talking about a really important subject which many parents really are concerned about, which is choking and allergies. Yeah. And we're joined by a very special guest, my beautiful wife, Rosie, wow. who will be able to talk about her experience. And let's get some insight from her. Yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to that. So thanks again for listening. And we'll see you soon for episode number three on choking and allergies. Bye.